Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. Aren't we? Well, the Oilers are anyway. I say back to back because they were there in the regular season. It'll be the first time the LA hosts this postseason series, which is now tied at a game apiece after a strong bounce back performance last night on home ice by your Edmonton Oilers. One that I think we expected, but one they had to deliver on and they did. It's Brendan Escott here in for Bob Stoffer today on Oilers Now. Brought to you, as always, by Digitex. Buy or lease your next office network printer from the Digitex.ca e-commerce store. Alberta's number one owned and operated place to buy office IT and supplies. Yes, the Oilers uh, on route right now to the City of Angels. Darren Dreger tweeting out earlier today, bit of an interesting travel plan just to ensure there's no hiccups on the way down there. They had the extra time, obviously, with today's day off. So driving or flying to Vancouver, rather, driving across the U.S. border and then flying from uh, a U.S. airport into L.A. So that's just to avoid, I guess, having COVID testing on the way into play the next couple of games of this series. Last night on home ice, a 6 nothing shutout win. Mike Smith's first postseason shutout since 2019. It came at a pretty good time because I think as well, everybody saw in game one, he needed a, a solid bounce back to capture or recapture the confidence of certainly the fan base, maybe not so much as teammates. Everybody was very quick after game one to come out and say, this is one mistake, a crucial mistake, of course, but in reality, Smith had played a, a great game up until that point. So you knew that there was some separation to be found heading into last night's game. They found it. It was physical. It was excellent to watch that game and the way that the physicality started to you know creep in there in a sense but watching everybody involve themselves in that physical play Connor McDavid throwing huge hits out there he's got all the speed in the world and now he's putting his thre- uh, his frame through the opponent and that's well, it looked nasty a couple of times last night for those on the receiving end. That sets the tone for your actual bangers like Zach Cassian, who led the team with six hits last night. And uh, it just ended up in what I thought was quite the dominating performance. The 6 nothing scoreline is certainly indicative of that, but all across the board, special teams was great. The second power play unit with, uh, with a couple of goals, and you know that that's going to have to be uh, firing on... It's cylinders moving forward, and you can't have one. You can't have one option, one look. That's too easy to shut down. The different look that's provided when Yamamoto and Kane are out there, Ryan McLeod on the second unit, and we saw him get that beautiful tip-in goal last night. All positives. So, over the course of today, we'll break things down with uh, the voice on 630 Jet of the Oilers, Cam Moon, for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. Uh, Jack Michaels doing the call, the playoff games here. Mooner's been contributing on the pregame uh, face-off shows. NHL Commissioner Gary Bettman was on the face-off show with Reed Wilkins last night. Some great insight into uh, not only the modernization of the hockey game that we see when we flip on the television, but for us here in Edmonton, is is an all-star game around the corner? Is it 
draft around the corner? It seems like we got the facilities to host such a thing. So some answers there. Did just get confirmation, Cody, by the way, that Louis DeBrusque has landed, so he will be able to join us at 105. We'll check in with the big man, Sportsnet color analyst, after the 1 o'clock news. And your Edmonton Oil Kings beginning round two of the playoffs tonight. They're hosting Red Deer at Rogers Place. Those two teams have been on a collision course for a lot of the season. Central Division foes, uh, head coach of the Oil Kings, Brad Lau is hopping on after the 1.30 news. But today's top story for legacy heating and cooling, whether it's heating or cooling you need, get it with no payments and no interest for a year. That's how you build a legacy. Legacy heating and cooling. The Oilers evening up the series. Were you one of the ones calling it a must win? Did it seem like a must win? And if it did, is, is that because of the pressure that's been placed upon this group due to the failures of groups past. You look at the the roster that this team has and you see the potential in it and you figure this is this is probably the year where you need to advance out of the first round and make a little bit of noise. So did you think that that they flipped the script in a sense after falling down in that first game? Or were they never that far away from the team that you remember down the stretch? Let me know. 780-496-0063 is the number to text. That's the Ashley Fine Floors text line. Get the new floors you've always wanted. 143rd Street, 111th Avenue. Or head to ashleyfinefloors.com for more. You can also call the River Cree Resort Casino Hotline. Same number, 780-496-0063. Some awesome live events coming to the River Cree uh, Later on this spring, you know already they're 100% restriction-free. Daily food specials, spectacular live music each weekend as well. More information at the River Cree at RiverCreeResort.com. Don't put the the in there. Okay, uh, let's get to the audio recap of this because the building has just been something else. I haven't been in the building. Obviously, I haven't been in this role when we've been allowed inside the building for playoff coverage. This is the first year seeing what you and and your peers and the Edmontonians and the fans, fan being short for fanatic, and I don't think fanatic is even a strong enough word to describe what you see when you pull up at Rogers Place, even a few hours before the game. But no doubt the team bought into the energy last night. We'll go to the Direct Workwear Audio Vault. Direct Workwear is proud to offer on-site scenes seamstress services, and embroidery. Get your work wearing. Have it customized all in one trip. Jack Michaels, Bob Stauffer, the call of Game 2. We are live at Rogers Place. The Edmonton Oilers look to even a best-of-seven first-round series with the Los Angeles Kings. Lead pass Kopitar. He's in. He shoots. And that squeeze through Smith and cleared out of the blue paint. What an alert play by Darnell Nurse. Kane a shot. Save made quick. Rebound loose and swing and a miss. Pooley Harvey. Oh, he had quick down and out and just couldn't finish. First game of the series. Uh, crowds, crowds got us going. And uh, you, you play with a lot of emotion and um, sometimes you, you overplay pucks sometimes and uh, when you're that emotional and I think tonight we did a better job just controlling it and uh, obviously you got to keep pushing here and find that first one. And Quick was able to keep it out. Drysaddle recovers the rebound to Barry and now left circle Nugent Hopkins. Barry high slot. One-timer. Drysaddle scores! It breaks through to take its first lead of the series. Uh, we've talked about this so much over the last four seasons. The tremendous improvement in Leon Dreisaitl's ability to shoot the pill. David Dish is off a shot. Score! Off the rush! And there it is! Darnell Nurse's first NHL playoff goal! 
two, nothing, Oilers. Taken down, oh, Grunstrom was just run over by Zach Cassie. Just steamroll. Cassie off the boards, Bouchard, a blast and a score. What a tip. McLeod, I believe, got a piece in front of Jonathan Quick. Chipped in. What a play, Evander Kane on a stretch pass down the middle. Kane chipped it up, and then a midair swipe sent it into the back of the net for a 4-0 lead. Here's Kane on a stretch play, drops it off. McDavid dishes, Pugliarvi shoots and scores. 5-0 Edmonton in game two. Kane one-handed touch keeps it alive for Boucher. Now Kane, right face off touch, shoots and scores. Evander Kane powers home his second goal of the night. And the Oilers continue to pour it on at Rogers Place. They're running the Kings right out of this building. 6-0. The seconds run off with Edmonton in possession behind the net. Mike Smith has his fifth career postseason shutout. 30 saves for Smith, and he has his first win since game one of a 2019 series that he played for Calgary against Colorado. And didn't it get off to an auspicious start? The Kings blazing down into the offensive zone, firing that shot that ultimately Darnell Nurse had to pull off of the goal line. It squeaked between the, the legs of Smith. And and initially, I'm sure everybody had the groan or the eye roll or what what's in store tonight. But he battened down the hatches, and so did the team in front of him. And really, to me, it was the physical play of Edmonton and, and the wholesale buy-in on that front that kind of suffocated what L.A. was doing. L.A. plays a, a very passive forecheck, so you've got to go through a lot of clutter, if you will, in the neutral zone, and and Jay Woodcroft talking about uh, in the post-game audio here just exactly the impact of, of the physicality and why things were amped up in, in Game 2 as opposed to Game 1. I think it's important. I think um, I thought there was a fit, physical investment uh, to that game tonight. I also think it's a function of how we have to come through the neutral neutral zone versus their structure um, that if we want to have success you're putting pucks in places where it invites physical contact and uh, we did a good job of establishing ourselves on that forecheck and um, you know I think I look at the stat sheet Zach Cassian someone who doesn't probably get talked about enough here in this room uh, somebody who uh, finished with six six finished checks and of uh, big variety he was a menace out there for the other team to handle I thought Josh Archibald who was introduced to the lineup tonight, finished with five finished checks. Um, and then when you see your leaders getting physical, guys like Leon, Connor, Nuge finishing checks, I think it uh, it's contagious and um, I think it pays off over the long, long haul. Darnell Nurse in his second game back from injury, you heard there, he scored the shorthanded goal. He's actually the first Oilers defenseman to score a shorthanded goal since Steve Smith did it like over 30 years ago. So bit of a statistical anomaly there, but Nurse finding his way onto the score sheet. He, he agrees with his head coach. The leaders set the physical tone. Yeah, throughout our lineup, you know, um, there's a lot of juice too, and guys are getting on the body. You know, the crowd was really getting into it too. It, uh, as a team, we, we fed off that, and we want to play hard. And that's uh, not just a few guys. That's the whole, the whole team, and it showed tonight. 
Evander Kane talking about the uh, the wholesale physical buy-in. It's so important, especially this time of year, to have that team toughness, uh, no matter who you are, whether you're Yamo size or your nurse size. So, uh, you know, when you see Davo uh, getting physical and, and working, you know, it just shows the, the competitiveness he has and, and that battle level. And, you know, you need that in the playoffs, and, and that's important for, for both those guys to, to show that, and they've done a great job so far. Honestly, I didn't see a whole lot of... Um Necess- necessary engagement, if you will, by Evander Kane. Like he is—he's that one of those guys in the league where you're probably better off just leaving him alone and not poking the bear. Brendan Lemieux was going at Zach Cassian all night, and by the time that Lemieux was actually bold enough to to, to drop the gloves, Cassian's kind of looking at him like, "You're kidding me, right? I'm not gonna—I'll—I'll—I'll I'll, I'll, I'll drop the gloves with you on my time, you pipsqueak." My time, not your time, not when we're up 5 nothing. It, it was bizarre. So just you know, Vander Kane, to me, a lot more of his offensive prowess has been on display in the first two games of the playoffs than, than his physicality. But he's one of those guys that can drag the team right into the fight if needed. Just so happens that right now everybody's kind of doing it already. But Kane is a big contributor on that second power play unit, which had a couple of goals last night. And he had these thoughts on the importance of the special teams moving forward. Yeah, it seems that uh, special teams in these first couple games throughout the league have been uh, very important. So uh, you know, the other night we won the special teams battle, lost the game. That that doesn't happen very often. Uh, tonight we, we did a great job again, and that's going to have to be uh, continued throughout the rest of our journey here. Jay Woodcroft with more on the special teams. I think it's really big. Uh, like I said, I thought those two um, penalty kills in the first period really set us up. Obviously, we scored a shorthanded goal, which is a huge thing uh, to create momentum. Uh, power play's been good. Um, you know, it's uh, it was a factor in our team winning the game tonight for sure. 30-save shutout for Mike Smith. Again, his first playoff shutout since 2019, the fifth in his long, illustrious career, talking uh, about his bounce-back performance after giving the game away in Game 1. To be honest, I didn't really feel too bad in Game 1. I made one bad play, and it cost us the game. So I think I just carried the same kind of mindset into, into tonight and obviously wanted to put in a good showing, especially after, you know, you feel like, you're maybe the cause of a loss so I think a bounce back is always important and uh, and obviously tonight the team played uh, more up to the capabilities how we're we're able to play and we got uh, rewarded because of it some talk after that first game about the inability to manage the emotion out of the gate and obviously that two nothing hole proved too much to overcome for Edmonton Different story last night. They managed the emotions. It's still a raucous atmosphere. We'll give the last word inside our direct workwear audio vault to the veteran goaltender Smith on just what Rogers Place has been like. I mean, unbelievable. Obviously, you feel the energy around the city. Everyone's got oil jerseys on and hats, and um, you can't help but kind of get excited about coming to the rink and and playing hockey with uh, this loyal fan base that we have here. So, obviously, you know, you see the people outside right now it's uh it's an exciting place to to be an oiler right now and um obviously it's a long series there's a lot of work left to do tied the series but uh it's going to be some hard work going into la now you see teams simplify their game on the road maybe take a different approach i think by the time you're in playoffs you've got your games down to such detail that it probably wouldn't deviate that much anyway you're hard matching you're well you don't have the chance to i guess against todd mcclellan now on the road but uh, we'll see we'll see 
just the separation that really is between these two teams. Cody, you look around the league at some of these other series and you see what Colorado's doing to Nashville, for example. I mean, that's that's not necessarily great television. And for Oilers fans, last night was great television, but I don't think that there's you know a 6 nothing game on the horizon between these two teams. I think Edmonton had to, to play that kind of style to reassert themselves and maybe reestablish their own game, but I don't know that we're necessarily going to see this run-and-gun style like we maybe have seen in other series the rest of the way because of how the two teams are coached. Well, what Colorado's doing to Nashville is borderline criminal. I mean, it's going to be a quick series there. But I think you make a good point with the coaching. I also think there's just so many veterans on each side. And you look at Mike Smith, who I give a lot of the credit to his veteran presence, where instead of sitting back at his crease and stop playing the puck like he, people might think a rookie might do, he's out there just as active as ever playing the puck. He knows he made a mistake, but he's going to make up for it, and he's not going to change anything about his game he's confident in himself. And just before we throw to break here, there was a bit of a confusing moment and it was addressed in the post game where Smith looked like he had messed up another dump in, but it had actually hit the referee up high, like near the face. He got his hands up to protect himself, uh, but it ricocheted away from where it was originally going. So I think to the television audience, it looked like Smith was out to lunch again, but actually the dump in had just about taken the lights out of the referee in the corner. Wasn't it in, oh, this was probably 10 years ago when Dumpin' in St. Louis went off of Tim Peel and beat Roberto Luongo. Yeah. <laughs> Great video if you haven't seen it. Oh, Timmy Peel and Bobby Lou. There's a couple of legendary names. We're late into the break, Cody. I'll let you throw to it right now. Back on the other side with NHL Today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing. Jed. Brendan Escott and Cody Jansen with you on this Thursday. Bob and the Oilers heading down to Los Angeles for games three and four. Let's go to NHL today for our friends at Elite Promotional Marketing, your local branded merchandising specialist. Head to ElitePromoMarketing.com. Cody, I know that the Carolina Hurricanes, the only team in the NHL with a 2-0 series lead after last night. Yeah, and we got a bunch of games also coming up tonight for game twos. But before that, I got to talk about the World Juniors because the 2023, they got a new home. It was supposed to be in Russia, just announced today. It's going to be in Halifax and Moncton. Okay. So heading out to the East Coast, okay. I like that. Um, Jay Pandolfo, former NHLers, and now they're going to be the head coach at Boston University. As we said, four more games going on tonight. Pittsburgh at New York, game two. Louis Domingue's going to get the start as both Tristan Jari and Casey DeSmith are injured. Ricard Raquel out tonight as well. Pens up one nothing in that series after Malkin's triple overtime goal. Washington and Florida tonight. Tom Wilson out for the Caps. It's a lower body injury for them. They lead that series one nothing. Nashville, they gotta rework their game plan or something. Uh, they gotta face Colorado tonight again. I don't feel uh, too sorry for them. Connor Ingram's expected to get the call between the pipes. Good Sasky guy there. And uh, just down the QE2, Calgary and Dallas. They're gonna meet in the Sea of Red. Yeah, and uh, what an environment it is at the Saddle Dome there. Maybe you gotta, you know, I know you don't want to, but you got to give them a little credit for the atmosphere that they've uh, created for their first team in the Pacific Division standings. That'd be a hell of a second-round matchup if we get there, wouldn't it? Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. On the other side, we'll connect with Cam Moon, play-by-play voice here on 630 Chad for our friends at Brent Ridge Ford. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon. On Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.